Well, hello, welcome back to Beloved and Unveiled. This is Cynthia Borsellino, where we're hoping that we can come to know our Creator God, the one who made us and breathed life into us, and know Him even a greater way that, than we've ever known Him before. And that is kind of my goal of sharing on Beloved Unveiled. It's unveiling our Beloved, the one who calls us each by name and who is knitted together in our mother's wombs. I shared a little bit about how He used to stroke the hairs upon my head and bringing comfort to me and a way that I had never known before, where um, in Matthew 10:30 it says, but even the hairs of your head are all numbered for the Father is sovereign, has complete knowledge. And that was in the Amplified Version. And then I love the message one where it says, he pays it even greater attention to you down to the very last detail, even numbering the hairs on your head. And then in Luke 12, 7, it says, and he pays greater attention to you down to the last detail, even numbering the hairs on your head. So don't be intimidated by all the bully talk. You're worth more than a million canaries. When I read that, I thought, wow, that's so awesome because I think about over the years and probably most of us growing up and in our younger years, bullying is was pretty common. There seems to be a lot of that going around today. Even so, you know, the Lord's saying not to be intimidated by it. And I, I just wanted to share one of the things that I asked the Lord uh, that I wanted to know Him more was the word omnipotence. And a lot of people use that as God's all-powerful and all-knowing and therefore can do anything. And, you know, I, I asked Him about that. I said, what does that mean? omnipotence. And if you can do all things, then why is it that evil still exists? And why why aren't people being stopped from doing evil? And I really wanted to understand a little bit more about that, especially coming out of the life that I did as a young girl and how grown men would abuse me and kind of kind of was taken to a place where I got to uh, see what the spirit world is about, the warfare that's going on. And, you know, Jesus said when he was here on this earth that the kingdom of God is upon him. And so here we are on this earth. We've been given, you know, a free will. Choices that we make really do affect those around us, can affect for generations to come even. So in the omnipotence, I, when I asked God what, what all that meant is that he began to show me that the enemy is a bully. A bully is someone who habitually seeks to harm or to intimidate those whom they perceive as vulnerable. So when you think about that, and they, they and bullies seek to harm, coerce, and oppress. And that's kind of what I went through as a child in my young years when I was being trafficked, sold to other other people and other men. And so the most vulnerable, and you think about the most vulnerable are children. They don't understand when they're being abused or treated indifferent, where they're being mistreated. They don't understand to that point of, because they're so naive and they're, you know, when you think about growing up when you're a child, I was just looking at my grandson who's three years old and he doesn't understand when he's trying to run around and you're being serious and because he's running around the water by the hot tub and stuff, but he was running around and trying to get him and he didn't know it wasn't a game, but he was still thinking it was a game. So they're just very young and it's like you can't explain it to them because he's three years old and doesn't get it. And so the most vulnerable are children. When people do harmful or they want to control, manipulate, or they don't come in a, in a spirit of love or of encouragement or of te- training and teaching, then it becomes a very destructive way of being with another person or like especially a child. I, you know, I just think that children are very defenseless. So that's kind of where it starts. I think that when it comes to that point of where we're trying to understand about how can God allow certain things to happen, especially with abuse and bullying and all that, because that's all part of it too, 
is that children don't understand a lot and they have to be trained on which way they should go until we are giving them tools that encourage them their own identity and to build them up and how to show respect and have proper boundaries and all that towards other people. Then we're training up either in a healthy way or an unhealthy way. And it's adults who do that and they have the free will and the choice to do that. And what I came to find out is I was seeking God about how to, about his power, how great it is. And and he took me to the place of Jesus on the cross, his death, what he endured and the pain that he endured on the cross. When he died, he went down into the gates of hell. And when he came back, it was three days he was down there. When he came back, he overcame death. That's omnipotence. That's his power. That's where he, that is where omnipotence begins, where we can understand the power of God. And I, I actually looked it up. It said omnipotence is a quality of having unlimited or very great power. So unlimited power or having very great power. The moment that he took back the keys of death from the enemy and he rose up to victory is when his power became very great. And he took back what the enemy had stolen. So I, I feel like the omnipotence that God wants me to understand is because I've surrendered my life to Jesus and the encounter I'm having with Jesus and I'm seeking his will and his, you know, and everything that he did, his blood that he shed for us, that's the power that we can rise up out of darkness into a new light. We can become transformed and be awakened. Chains fall off. Everything that happens when we really encounter that. And I, and I wanted to share with you a time when I actually was just seeking him even, even more. And I remember just crying out and saying, God, I just, I want... I want all the noise in my head to stop. I, I used to have a lot of voices in my head that would speak about what a terrible person I was, uh, how unloved I was, and how I didn't know how to say the right things or whatever. I just fell to the ground and I was just weeping and crying. Next thing I know, I, I felt like I was in this place and I could touch the ground and it was cold like I was inside a cave. It was very cold and it was kind of damp. And I went, wow, where am I? Where Where is this place? And as I began to just think about, you know, where I was, the atmosphere I was in, the coolness and the, the coldness, the dampness, all of that, well, I didn't want to open my eyes because I was afraid. And then, because I, I thought, I'm inside the tomb where Jesus was laid. I'm, I'm actually in this tomb. I was afraid to look up because I thought, my, if I look up, I'm going to see Jesus is going to freak me out. But finally, I got enough courage and I felt prompted by the Spirit of God to open my eyes. And so I looked, and I opened my eyes, and I looked. He wasn't there. He wasn't there. And I was like, why was I expecting him in the tomb? He did. He rose from the dead. He wasn't there. And I and I thought, oh, my goodness. And then next thing I know, I see this hand reaching out towards me, and he said, come walk with me in my resurrection. I went, wow. All this time before, because I'd given my life to Jesus, because this was like many years later. It was until my late 30s that I really began to live where I had power and authority, where I wasn't beaten up in my mind all the time either, or in, in not-so-great relationships and where I still would find myself getting in abusive friendships or whatever. It wasn't to that point where I realized that God really was calling me to rise into a new way of being, and that was being who He said that I was and not what others had put on me, and not what I had experienced, and not what I had been through, but it was rising up to a whole new way of being. Learning more about who He is is how we get transformed. And the more I, more I find out about Him, the more beauty that He unveils to me, the more I feel so 
excited in a way of saying, show me areas in my heart and even in my mind that I need transformation, that maybe where I have false beliefs or ideas that I really don't line up with who you are. And he's shown me so many. Over the years, he's shown me so many. And I think about a time where I was struggling. I was working with a lot of kids in, in in the government housing projects and in the church that I was attending at the time. They were doing a lot of children activities there, but I was doing it outside of the church. I was sad because I sometimes I wanted to be a part of what was going on inside the church, and I never would get invited, and they were talking about other people and all the work they were doing, but nothing about me, and so I was making it about me, but I remember just, it was hurt my heart, and God, at one point, He said, and I asked the Lord, I said, why do I hurt so bad? And He said, because you're jealous. I said, oh, I'm not jealous. There's a lot of jealousy in my family, but not with me. And he said, no, you really know the truth. You're, you got jealousy. And I just sat there and pondered that for a moment and began to think about it. I, I got angry. I'm like, that's not true. I'm, I'm just, I want to fit in somewhere. I just want to fit in and I want to be accepted and all that. And the more I thought about it, the more I realized that I was comparing myself and they were getting, the people in the church, the women in the church were getting more uh, accolades and they were getting cheered and excited. So I was comparing and I, I wanted that. So yeah, I was jealous and I had to admit that. And so I just said, God, I don't want to be jealous. I want to be about what you're calling me to to do and be where you're calling me. Because he said, you can come inside these the church walls here and you can do this. And then, you know, he said that, but if you, but if you are doing that, then you won't be out here with the kids that I've called you to, which are up here in the government projects, and then you wouldn't be doing this, and these kids need you. And so here I was, comparing myself, being a little jealous, grumbling, complaining. Really, that's really what it was. And I didn't see the beauty. I mean, I love these kids that I'm working with, but I didn't see the beauty of the whole expanse of what was going on at that moment. And it was never to compare to think, saying that I'm doing more than what they're doing or they're doing more than what I'm doing. It was never that. It, God didn't call us to be that, comparing each other. He's like, I, I don't have any comparisons. You know, I'm not comparing one of you to another kid like some of us parents will do with our own children. We compare a lot. You know what? God doesn't do that. We're so uniquely made. And we're, I loved, um, there's a lady that I'm listening to is Lisa Bevere. And when she said, you know, God doesn't love us all the same. And she had said she had a hard time with that. Like, what are you talking about, God? And, and the father said, because you're, you know, you're all different and uniquely. I love you uniquely. And I love that. I was like, yeah, that's, that's him. And so if we learn about his character in a way that maybe we can be transformed a little bit to be more like him in the way that we treat others. And you might be spending time with, you know, your own children or even a friend or a neighbor or whatever. And it's just kind of understanding what who they are a little bit so that you can love them that best will touch their heart. Not love them the same that you love the way that you love someone else. Like I'm just like with my, my with my son and my son-in-law that I'm not going to love them like I love my husband or my friends, right? It's different. But do I love them? Absolutely. And so that's something that he, you know, the father began to show me in understanding his power in the omnipotence of God through Jesus is it changes our character and our mindset of what our belief systems are in a way that we can be challenged by Him if we're willing to go there and not feel, you know, I've never felt beaten up by God. I've never felt ashamed or where I think He knows everything about me and all the crud and crap that I had done. You know, when I came before Him, it's like none of that mattered to Him. He, he just had His hand reaching out to me saying, I want to, I just want to take you to a newer place. I want, let me show you something new. And it's 
is just beautiful. And so I'm like, Lord, like that was so transforming to me to understand that he had a, a divine purpose for me, had nothing to do with anybody else that I needed to fulfill that only I can. And the same for them. And so I didn't need to compare or I don't need to be jealous. I don't need to wish that I was somewhere else or with someone else or whatever. It's like I have this moment that I can embrace and look at through his eyes and be so excited to know that, wow, I can I can be with him in this moment and love people well and see something new and be on an adventure that I've never been on before. And and that's kind of what it's been like with him each and every day. It's like I get to be on an adventure and I'm open to something. I don't I don't want to settle for anything less than that. And I don't want to be, you know, less than what he created me to be. And I want to know him and his heart for everyone that I meet and wherever I'm at. I want to be his hands and feet. Whatever that is, I he is the one to reveal it to me, not what I think it should look like. And so that's something that I, I hope and pray for each and every one that is listening, that be willing to be changed and challenged in your thinking, your perception of others, especially. I want to embrace the people that are in my life now that I meet with on a regular basis is how can I be a better friend? How can I be a better mom, a better grandmother? You know, Nani is what I'm called now, Nani. And I love that. And, you know, or better daughter to my mom who God has brought so much restoration, a better sister to my brothers and sisters who God is showing me to reach out to even more. So I'm, you know, it's, you know, my neighbors, am I, do I go out and, and engage with them? And, and I'm, am I caring enough to see um, not what I can get out of it, but really what God has me here for? You know, it's a kingdom, you know, here on this earth. Let it come. Let it be here. It has got to come through us and how we engage with others. And so that's something that I'm, I'm really pursuing and pressing into with Him. And I don't do it right every, you know, all the moments that I have to step back and say, wow. I sure missed that one, but I get to go again. I get to go again, and and I ask forgiveness, and I move forward. It's transforming, and it's humbling. And and I've always believed that the more you come to know Jesus, the more transformed you will be, and the more you'll become like Him. The more you pull away from Him, or the more that you caught up in the things of this world, you will become bitter, angrier. And I've worked with enough within, even in the, you know, nursing homes and that, I've seen some bitter people who allowed the enemy to come in and they didn't deal with their offenses and and just not to take offense you know it's like guard our hearts with the presence of Jesus guard our hearts with his righteousness because none of us are righteous other than than him and so that's something that I look to also and 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 not to even when like when I go in the nurse home it's like to love them to see and get them to talk about some of the stuff that maybe where their hearts became hardened and, I, and actually, I mean, when I was there, I got to see miracles happen because we would share and sing, dance, and speak to um, the elderly. And, and I got to see some of them become transformed when they would let go some unforgiveness that they had held on to for so long. So it's, um, it's a journey. And each moment, each day, we can say, Lord, what is something new that you want to teach me or show me about who you are? What is something that you want to teach me? can shift my thinking or the way that I see things. 
Am, am I willing and am I humble enough to let you in to do that? You know, it says in the scriptures, nowhere in the Bible does it say that God allows evil to triumph or God allows this and that. It, actually, the word allow is in the Bible, it says sin allows evil to triumph. So it's our actions, it's the way that we are. Are we separated from Him? Are we walking with Him and daily open to let Him transform our thought life and our walk and just our vision and what we're looking at, what we're seeing, what we're listening to, what we're speaking? Is it life-giving or is it hardening our hearts? And that's something that I feel like He's taught me over the years is whatever I take in, whatever I'm doing, what is it doing to me emotionally, spiritually, all that? And if it's bringing life and joy, even greater love, then I, I, I run after that. But if it's hardening my heart, getting me to be judgmental, critical of others, I'm not going to go there. Even, even in the war against human trafficking and the fight against those who are harmful to others, I don't go after it. And, and I mean, I, I'll be strong, and I say, people, I'll give you time to repent, but if you don't, then I'm, you either fall upon the rock or the rock will crush you. So there's a time of, of judgment, too. But, you know, today is a day of reckoning, too, with the Lord, That first and foremost. But if, you know, you're in sin, we need to call it out, but in a loving, kind way that will maybe spark you, but sometimes it doesn't work that way. And so we have to, you know, like that's why we have laws in the land. I don't, I don't want to be lawless. I want to be one who encourages those who are caught up in a culture of bitterness, anger, and inhumane things that maybe just kindness might lead them to repentance. And that's something that I believe I was given kindness, which led me to repent. And so that's something I'm hoping that you'll encounter God's kindness today, that you encounter who He is in a way that will spark something new in you and that fire to get you going again and again and again, to never give up that each day as you awaken, the first thing is like, Lord, what do you have for me today? What's something I can know that when I, when I sleep tonight that I know that I know that I met with my God, my Creator? Well, thank you for joining me on Beloved Unveiled. Remember to become like a little child so that you can enter into the kingdom of God and open up your hearts to hear Him so He can unveil more about who He is that will transform your life. Well, I look forward to hearing from some of you out there that will send me comments, questions at BelovedUnveiled at ProtonMail.com. BelovedUnveiled at ProtonMail.com. Have a great week.